just said that BattleBots was a fantastic show? What are you, what it was you, not, you, not me. Oh my gosh. You watched. Don't, don't be cool. <laughs> no, I watched it. I'm not going to hate cool on it. I watched right it. I, well, you, we all watched it. I gave it a go. <laughs> <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. In for Vince Petrano, here's Eric Bilstad. Vince is back on Monday, and uh, I know he's got a couple of stories to share. <laughs> yeah, he, he's doing better, but still not 100% after that wipeout um, while he was water skiing. In fact, some concerning issues I think he's dealing with that he wants to make sure that he can get around, but I... I Expect him back on Monday, so I guarantee you he's got a story or two to share from his uh, time up north. So we're looking forward to having Toronto back Monday morning right here on Wisconsin's Morning News. Eric Bilstead along with Brandon Snide. We have Jack Grau in the uh, newsroom. Mike Spalding will be here shortly, and so is uh, my, or I'm sorry, so is Greg Hill producing the big show. As always, I appreciate Greg. Thank you for the week, my guy. It is 6.13. Uh, lots to get to today. I should also, I, I, there had been a couple of questions. I actually got an email about this. I did end up purchasing an outfit for my wife because we have our event tonight. Has where, she seen it yet? So she hasn't. <laughs> so, but she, I, I, I told her that she has to put it on or at least try it before the actual, like an hour beforehand. Like, so in case I need to repurchase. Yeah, I'm going to return this. Right, right. So anyway, but I think I, I'm pretty proud of it. I, I think okay. it's, I, I'm, I'm Out pretty Out of 10, how are you grading it? I think she looks, or she's going to look dynamite. Okay. It's going to look like go. an 11. Good answer. Uh, Hopefully we see you Monday. I'm trying to think if she'd be listening now. I don't know if I want to give it away. But uh, I don't know if she'll want me to share a picture either, <laughs> so I'm not sure if you guys will ever know. Text Billstad. <laughs> yeah. No, don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, but I got on uh, my personal phone. Just text my personal phone. I'm just kidding. 614, Brandon Snyder's got all the sports. We'll do it next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The NFL is officially back to preseason games getting underway last night. And tonight, our Packers getting their chance to get on the field in game one of three of their preseason. Will Packers fans get to see first-year starter Jordan Love under center tonight? Yeah, another plan, you know, get a, get a couple series out there. I'm um, not sure how many yet. Say we were going to kind of base it off practice, how it went. Um, but yeah, no, I'm excited. I, I definitely want to be out there, get some reps, just get back into the game mode. Despite the worry for injury for Love, he sees good value in both the joint practices and the preseason games. I think they're both very important. Um, the practice is obviously huge. You know, everybody's practicing. Um, it's a lot of good reps for everybody. And then, you know, the game is going to be obviously script's going to be a little bit different, a little bit dialed down. So um, I think it's great for everybody to be able to lock in and focus on those plays. Um, you're really going to make the most of that game right there for a lot of guys. Packers and Bengals will kick off tonight in Cincinnati around 6 p.m. you got a party tonight. Are you going to be tuning into the Packer game? Uh, maybe it'll be on in the background. Okay. We won't be around the house the whole time. Okay. We're going to be out to eat and whatnot. So maybe. Okay. So you'll be maybe. Out, out and about. All right. Well, Brewers game's probably a little bit more interesting. but Yeah. Brewers, and that's what we got coming up next. The Brewers down in Chicago tonight to take on the White Sox, a crucial nine-game road trip for the Brew Crew entering today. Milwaukee currently holding a two-and-a-half game lead in the National League Central Division. The Reds and Cubs played yesterday, so the Brewers hold that lead. Brewers warm-up will get you ready for tonight's game. That gets underway at 6 p.m. here on WTMJ. And lastly, 
Eric, I don't know if you saw this or not. A congratulations is in order for our teammate and our daily guest here on Wisconsin's Morning News, even though he's out on vacation this week. Packers Hall of Famer and former Badger, Mark Tauscher, is heading to the booth yeah, yeah. this fall. He's That's joining awesome. the Badgers radio network to be the lead analyst. I don't know if you heard this. Uh, head coach Luke Fickle congratulating Tausch, even though his playing days in Madison weren't very memorable. Tausch, congratulations. We're, uh, we're excited to have you. I- I know that I've been trying to look up some things on you. I know I played against Mac in 96. Uh, I think I heard you were on that team, but uh, I don't really remember seeing you in the game. But uh, hopefully you're more memorable on the air than you uh, than you were when I played against you. <laughs> so congratulations to Tausch, awesome. even though the head coach at Madison doesn't remember him playing. He's heading to the booth, though, so it should be pretty cool for, for Tausch and for Badgers fans all That's over. That's great. Yeah. Excellent. That's a great move for Tausch. Uh, glad to hear him taking a, a larger role in the booth there for that. Hey, by the way, also this weekend – it's not getting a ton of attention, at least it seems like it's coming in under the radar. Dwayne Wade inducted into the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame on Saturday. 618, it's going to be a big weekend on the state fairgrounds as well. That's next. Friday, August 11th, and the Wisconsin State Fair rolls on. Sherry Black, the CEO and the executive director of the Wisconsin State Fair, joins us on Wisconsin's Morning News for the State Fair Scoop. Sherry, you're in the home stretch here, and so far, so good, eh? Yes, we have been so fortunate with such great weather. Very exciting. <laughs> good, good, good. What's on store for this final weekend? What can people think of and consider when they get out there one or two more times? Well, it looks like we're um, headed into a great weekend with some nice weather as well. And we want everybody to capture those last um, opportunities to get their cream puffs. Of course, all of our Sporky winners um, will be selling all of those great favorites. Um, I think that the Futurity which is show, which is a dairy show that is going to be happening in the Coliseum, um, tomorrow night at 5.15, we actually call this Cow Prom. It's where all of our exhibitors dress up in gowns because they are showing their um, cows that they've had since they were calves. They raised them, and now they hit that age of four or um, older where they've really come into their own and they're producing the highest milk that they ever have. And um, so we, it's it's kind of that thing, like when we're in high school with prom, you get to the end of high school and mm. you're celebrating and that's really what we're doing in there. So that's a very unique show. And I know I will be there in a dress as well. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I just want to, you said that the exhibitors will be wearing the gowns, right? Not the, not the cows. <laughs> not the cows because they don't need them. They are, <laughs> are so beautiful looking and have been raised so well. They look fantastic. I was telling some of your colleagues earlier this week that uh, when I spoke with some of the uh, the families that were showing the Clydesdales early on, uh, and they were coming from out of state, and, and without even me prompting or asking them, they had said, hey, no, I wanted to be here because this fair is just works so well, just operates so well, and we wanted to come back, and we enjoy coming back. What have you heard this week from some of the vendors and some of the exhibitors? Has it been a successful week for them as well? It has. Um, All of our vendors are very pleased um, with all the visitors that they have had. So that is a huge kudos to our marketing department and all of our our sponsors in the media that have helped us get the word out. And we're so fortunate um, that we do have so many great partners and we are thrilled. I, I just, you know, I said it on opening day. I have like permagrin because I'm just so excited. We felt the grounds look great. All of our offerings are great. We just 
felt we really set ourselves up for a great fair and and that's coming to uh, fruition and we just hope we can make it through today with some of these um, possibilities of rain but you know I know the farmers really need it so we will take a day if we need to right well and you know I know we've talked about this before too Sherry you guys talk about weather all the time you're aware of it you know it you guys plan for it and the grounds can handle some rain that rolls through they, we can. Um, we have so many buildings that people can um, come into. Of course, the Expo Center, it's 200,000 square feet. There's fantastic shopping in there. Why wouldn't you want to have to be in there for a rain delay? I think it's probably the best place you could be as well as mm. the Wisconsin Products Building. Because not only does the Wisconsin Products Building have great Wisconsin food, they also have great Wisconsin products that I know you need in your home. Well, congratulations on a great run, and I've got a few more days left, so I don't want to jinx anything, but so far, so good. <laughs> Sherry Black, really appreciate all the energy and time you spent with us, and congratulations again on a great run. All right. Thank you guys so much. That is Wisconsin State Fair CEO Sherry Black joining us on Wisconsin's Morning News. And do not forget that we are going to be out there again today starting at 9 a.m. WTMJ Now, followed by Jeff Wagner and, of course, Wisconsin's Afternoon News. And then on Saturday, 2 to 5 We'll have Sandy there, Sandy Max, Steve Scafidi, and Brian Noonan doing a three-hour program tomorrow afternoon. So if you're out there tomorrow, stop by and say hello. So a mom and daughter, oftentimes, what will a mom and daughter do? They'll go, who knows, maybe they'll go have some coffee, maybe they go to the store, maybe they enjoy some time together doing anything, really. How about this mom and daughter going to the space? (laughs) They left from the Caribbean, blasted off into space on Virgin Galactic's first-ever commercial flight-carrying private tourists. 46-year-old Keisha Shawhaf and her 18-year-old daughter Anna Myers floated in zero gravity as they took in views of the Earth on the VSS Unity rocket. They won the tickets for the historic voyage through a fundraising lottery for the nonprofit Space for Humanity. Myers spoke upon her return. You are so much more connected to everything than you would expect to be. Like, you felt like a part of the team, a part of the ship, a part of the universe, a part of Earth. Christopher Cruz, CBS News. Also on board, an 80-year-old retired British Olympian, John Goodwin, who's got Parkinson's. He was on there along with three crew members. He is the first Olympian and second person with Parkinson's to go into space. Are we just sending everyone to space now? Yes. Like everyone's just going, dogs are going, regular people are going. Right, yeah. Did it lose its luster a little bit or no? I don't think so. I mean, we're still making roller coasters and yeah. super tall water slides, so why wouldn't we go to space if we could, right? No, that's true, I guess. It's just, you know, random Jane and Jill are in space now. Oh, that's, <laughs> all right, maybe I could go to space. Right, that's, we'll see, that's what makes it intriguing, is that like they're just like you and me. Meanwhile, the space race returns. Russia launching its first mission to the moon in nearly 50 years today. This time, Russia trying to get to the lunar South Pole before a spacecraft from India gets there. What a great movie this makes. Both of them unmanned, unpersoned, if you will, being sent to the moon. Let's see which one gets there first. I don't know if they can like do like they do on Discovery Channel. What's that show where the, the robots fight? in the Battle little, bots? Yeah, I don't know if they can do that. <laughs> that would make it more interesting. But anyway, they are going to go there, spend three to seven days orbiting before heading for the surface. India and Russia aiming to be the first to land near the moon's south pole. 638. Wisconsin's Morning News with Vince Vetrano. Vince is back on Monday. Eric Bilstead along with Mike Spaulding, Jack Grau in the newsroom. We have Brandon Snide and 
Greg, Pancake Hill here as well. By the way, a quick reminder, Pancake Breakfast is coming up at 8.40. It's been moved since our new show times. So the Pancake Breakfast uh, still a couple hours away for you to plan something there, Greg. Hey, by the Why way, um, hip-hop, 50 years old today. There's a ton of debate about the song that started it all. Many think it was Rapper's Delight by the Sugar Hill Gang. It was the first hip-hop single to be played on the radio and become a mainstream hit. But the song actually didn't debut till 1979. Nope, the birth of hip-hop was thanks to DJ Cool Herc. I said, I'm going to try something new tonight. He had a back-to-school jam party in the Bronx 50 years ago today on August 11th, 1973, marking the official beginning of hip-hop. Word got out, and the rest is music history. Monica Ricks, CBS News. I don't know if I knew that story. There's a great documentary series on Netflix called, I think, Hip Hop History or something along those okay. lines. It's like a young journalist. He went all over. I think he did a couple of seasons of it where they, he like finds all of these old legends to talk to and some of the new artists as well. But it's like a really great, like extremely deep dive into hip hop. Mm. If you're into that kind of, if you're into that genre of music, it's very fascinating. 644, the Packers preseason starts tonight, and we need to see a lot of 10. Brandon Snyder explains in Extra Points next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Milwaukee Brewers hit the road today to begin a nine-game road trip that starts in Chicago to take on the White Sox for a three-game set entering the day. Milwaukee currently holding a two-and-a-half game lead in the NL Central Division. Brewers warm-up gets you ready for tonight's action. That gets underway here on WTMJ beginning at 6 p.m. Four more Iowa State football players and three more members of the Iowa football program have been charged in the state's investigation into sports wagering, which alleges that those several athletes placed bets on games they played in. All four ISU athletes charged on Thursday have not been practicing with the team. And lastly, the Packers kick off the start of their preseason action tonight down there in Cincinnati. Packers and Bengals all set to kick off at 6 p.m. It's time for Extra Points, a sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's Brendan Snide. It's the moment Packers fans have been waiting for since the departure of number 12 in Green Bay. Time to see Jordan Love under center in a, well, meaningless game here in mid-August. Usually at this time of year, we fully expected the starter in Green Bay to sport a new and primarily questionable styled sideline hat, wearing a headset and listening to play calls for the backup quarterback. Times are changing, and it's a good thing. They must. Jordan Love needs to play this preseason, and here is why. The Packers need him to get the reps. It's it's really just that simple. Timing, rhythm, and mental preparation that can only be assured in an actual game-setting environment are crucial for a first-year starter in a place called Town. Secondly, the Packers have routinely started off slow the past three seasons. The common denominator? Most to all starters never played a minute of preseason action. And for the most part, I get it, 2015 scared many fans after the soon-to-be Packers Hall of Famer Jordy Nelson went down with a torn ACL. Sometimes, though, the reward outweighs the risk. Injuries will happen in a game, at practice, in the weight room. Unfortunately, they are unavoidable. And lastly, Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City plays in the preseason. Look, if the league's arguably top quarterback who just won a Super Bowl makes time for meaningless games, 
games in the preseason, so can Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers. For this season, the expectations in Green Bay should be relatively low. It's not a Super Bowl or bust type of season like we have in years past. This season, though, is all about Love and what he is and what he is not. This is a make-it-or-break-it season for discovering Green Bay's future. Nothing more, nothing less. Okay, football fans rejoice. Eh. (laughs) It's always it's very anticlimactic, but uh, some people, you know, who miss football, Gabe Neitzel from ESPN Milwaukee, they like to pop it on just to see what's happening. Sure. with these preseason games. And the preseason is this year a little more important yes. than years past because the Packers were a more veteran team. And, okay, you can kind of look into the future if you want, but I mean, by the time the fourth quarter rolls around, it's mostly guys who aren't going to be in the league mm-hmm. by the time you know early September rolls around. But I was I just got done with my meeting um, before our show, Jen, yeah, Gabe, and Chewy, 79-94-5 ESPN. And Jen looks at me and goes, oh, the Packers are favored by four and a half. <laughs> Jen? No, don't do it. Don't do it. She's like Phil Mickelson, man. I gotta try to rein her in. Looking at preseason betting lines, one billion dollars. <laughs> anyway, wow. Okay, well, so what are some of the things? I, I assume one of the one of your three. That you're going to look for tonight would be Jordan Love. Yeah. Anything and everything about number ten? Yeah, because the entire Packers season. It doesn't matter to me how many games they win or lose. It's, okay, is Jordan Love going to be the guy going forward? And you're not going to know that week one. You're not going to know that after this preseason game. But I just want to see progress. He had 10 good snaps last year in in the game that he played against the Eagles, which is great. Can you build off of it? What's he going to look like tonight? It's it's just another step. It's not the end-all, be-all if he goes out there and has a great game. I mean, Graham Harrell once had a perfect quarterback rating for the Packers in a preseason game, and nobody knows who Graham immortal, Harrell is. The immortal Graham Harrell? <laughs> yeah, the immortal Graham yeah, Harrell, okay. Texas Tech legend. Yeah. Um, so, But I just want to see him continue to take those, those steps forward, especially with this young team. I think they're going to get a lot of the run, especially on offense. Defense, probably not as much with the number ones, or at least the true number ones. Mm-hmm. If there's a position battle, you'll probably see some of the starters out there. But just the progression of Jordan Love. You know, how confident does he look? Does he have command of the offense? You know, and he said he's probably going to play a few series. Maybe that takes him into the second quarter, but that's certainly number one. Okay, what else? Uh, number two, I would say the tight ends, just because it is such a tough position, and I'm not saying that just because I do a show with a tight end every single morning and I'm trying <laughs> to defend him. No, but I mean, after quarterback, really, it's the toughest position to learn in the NFL sure. okay. because you got to know what the offensive linemen know, you got to know what the wide receivers know, you got to know the complete offense. So I think that tight end battle, um, you know, Luke Musgrave has looked good at times, but that's just in helmet and shorts. What does he look like going over the middle? What does he look like when there are actually other bodies out there that can tackle him? Same thing with Kraft. And I know Josiah DeGuara has been hurt, but that's such an important position in this Matt LaFleur-style offense. How do the young tight ends look? Because they decided to go complete youth yep. and not bring in a veteran there. Super young, right? Two rookies? At yeah, least. two rookies. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Josiah DeGuara is the, the most yeah. you know veteran of the group. And then you have Tyler Schm- uh, you have Tyler Davis. I called him Schmitty because that's what... <laughs> it's, sure. a, it's a disease <laughs> from Mark Tauscher. He started calling him Smitty, and now everybody on, yep. on ESPN Milwaukee calls him Smitty. Uh, but he's got like eight career catches, right? Like it's 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 just youth, youth, youth. Everybody on rookie deals there. So it's it's how 
much can that position grow? All right, number three. Uh, number three is Zach Tom. Where is he going to play? It seems like they really like him along the offensive line. Uh, is he going to play right tackle? Is he going to be playing center? They seem to think he's one of their best five offensive linemen. I doubt we see David Bakhtiari. Maybe we see Elton Jenkins. I would doubt it, though. Uh, veterans who really don't need the time in the preseason games, especially as careful as they're being with Bakhtiari. So kind of him moving around the offensive line. I think he's going to factor in and be one of their starting five on opening day in mm-hmm. Chicago. I just don't know where, if it's going to be right tackle or if it's going to end up being center. Now, how many of these guys are driving a UPS truck by the end of next week? Do we have any cuts coming up here? Uh, not so. They've, they've really kind of cut it down. It used to be like three different waves. Now it's just kind of two waves. So yeah. I think after the second preseason game, okay. you'll have the, the first big wave and then you'll have it down to the, the 53 and trying to load up the practice squad, which is larger now. Uh, so a lot of these guys could be hanging okay. around on practice squads cool. in the NFL. That was part of the new CBA from a couple of years ago. Packers and Bengals tonight at 6 p.m., a game you can watch on our partner station, TMJ4 News. It's ESPN Milwaukee's Gabe Night. So thank you, sir. Appreciate it. I got my own socks on this morning, just for the record. <laughs> Good. And you put them on yourself? I put them on myself, yes. Good to know. Thank you.